Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Wine a Little. I'm Abby. I'm Rosie. And if you not haven't been with us so far, well, guess what? It is episode 47. Woohoo! So we are actually nearing the end of this first season. Um, we're going to break at 50, you know, revamp a little, not revamp, but, you know, just go over things, make sure everything makes sense, make sure we don't, we're not repeating topics later on, so on and yeah. so forth. Basically, Sorry. getting our shit together, which is something we probably should have done at the beginning, but... Hey, we're eh, it out. <laughs> we learn. Right, and we just want to make sure that everything's flowing, make sure we have more content up on social media because it's been a little, well, I've been a little bit behind on, you know, eh, sorry. And I'm finally getting the hang of it, guys. I'm finally getting the hang of Instagram. Right, so then hopefully by then Rosie could post more too because I sure as fuck can't, because next semester is going to be so hard for me. I just got to run all my captions by you. That's the only, that's like at this point the only thing I got to do because I, I, all, my feed has become nothing but me posting stories of how sad my life is in quarantine and <laughs> uh, supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. So, Right. Same here for the most part. But, you know, next semester I'm going to be doing my capstone. So, you know, it's going to be a really tough one for me. Oh. Yeah. All, you said, all, you, all you have to say was capstone. I know. Yeah. You were there for mine. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Except, you know, this is um, master's level capstone. So I'm pretty sure yeah. it's going to be double the work. Yeah. So, oh, I just noticed my toenail crack. That hurts. That sucks. I spent all this time trying to grow you and now you want to just break on me, you bum. Sorry. Anyway. So yeah, welcome back to another episode. You know who we are now. We always babble in the beginning, if you haven't noticed by now. Um, yeah, we could just get this episode started today. There's not, not a lot of banter on my end anyway. Okay, so if you are just joining us uh, again for the first time, we're going to reiterate literally all our segments. <laughs> um, and our first segment would be our wine of the week. So every week, um, ideally me and Abby would be drinking the same wine, but thanks to quarantine and... Uh, the fact that wines are not sold, uh, similar wines are not necessarily sold in our respective areas. We're alternating. And this week, I have a Sonoma Coast Pinot Noir. It's called La Crema. It is a, has a 13.5% alcohol content. Which, if anyone doesn't know much about wine, anything above 11 is really a good alcohol content because it does give you a little buzz. Um, I think the the wine with the highest like alcohol content that I know of is Taylor Port. It's around like the 20s or any oh, port God. around 20s. Yeah, that's okay. I just I, I felt that come up just from you saying that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Taylor Port has about 20, which is it's a lot for a wine. Um, people. But other people might say that it's not a lot because, you know, we have tequilas that are at 50 and things like that. But for a wine, yes, 20 something is a lot. So 13 is pretty on the high, pretty much on the higher range for wine. But yeah, good to you. Sorry. Um, I would just, I have no more really to say about it, like from the bottle directly, but I can give my honest opinion of it. I mean, you should. <laughs> you get the idea of it. We had a Pinot Noir last week, so. It's red. It's dry. But not bad. I still like, I somehow, I like this, but I don't know what it is about Whispering Angel, but I find other wines just like kicking it out, like just kicking it down. Were you in a good mood that day? <laughs> I feel like you weren't. <laughs> I was in a good, and I still have my Whispering Angel. Maybe I'll just do, give myself a little taste test. I don't, I don't know. Sure. I would say try it again, because I really did like Whispering Angel's Rosé. I know we I, always go back to it, but I think the worst wine we've had on here was that I didn't like, like for sure, for sure, was the table wine by Wilford Estate, the white one. You know what I think? I think I'm a, I'm a, when it comes to dry wines, I like them when they're like a deep red. But the rosé you had last, no, no, week, two weeks ago was dry as well, and you liked it. Yeah, the sure. Wilford one. <laughs> yeah, but that was, I feel like that had less alcohol in it than the, I'll, I'll have to compare the two again, but. I don't know. The Whispering Angel just really didn't float my boat. Anyway, <laughs> for this one, this wine, I have to say, not bad. I would drink it with a steak or a burger. <laughs> um, but I have, in the past, made a mistake with this wine. I uh, used it in in a drinking game, and I died. So um, be careful with how much you drink, and yeah. You've drunk that before in a drinking game and died? Yes. Um, I don't know if I told you about the drinking game for that I did with watching Dude, Where's My Car? 
I don't even know if I mentioned this in an episode already. I think, no, you didn't, but I believe that was the weekend that I was out of commission from everyone. Like, I wasn't speaking to anyone that weekend. Uh, For reasons. Yes. Uh, well, the show, the movie, in case I said this, I'm so sorry. You're going to listen to this again very quickly. Dude, where's my car? Stoner film. You, it doesn't hold up. Um, it's very politically incorrect. Used to love it as a kid. But as an adult, you see why it's problematic. But there are some moments that are really funny. Anyway, it is a great game, what movie to watch with as a drinking game. So what is it you drink every time they said dude? Because <laughs> Every time they say dude, every time they reference Animal Planet, every time they said shibby. <sighs> okay, got it. <laughs> you gotta watch you gotta watch that movie and I haven't watched it in a while. It's been a long like a long while since I've ever watched that. For a three person uh drinking game i really died that night jeez i think i also was drinking like mics or something in addition but yeah that's our wine of the week <laughs> all right so our chardonnay uh yeah rosie's gonna take over this but just quickly go over what it is our chardonnay is basically any news in the media any news around the world anything that we think is fucked up things that get on our nerves things that are maybe funny Point blank is that it is actually reported on the news. This is not something that we're pulling out of our asses. This is legit in the media. So these are just stories that we pull out that just get on our nerves or things that we feel like we should talk about or touch on. So take it away. <laughs> this one, it's like something that I, I shouldn't find funny. Um, given the fact that I have such this thing about the stigma of women in gaming culture. But this is fucking hilarious. Some dude, for those who don't know what Twitch is, it's like a, a platform, a video gaming platform people can stream when they're playing. Mm-hmm. Some dude is suing it because he, uh, <laughs> because too many scantily clad gamers left him excited and he injured himself. Which is literally his fucking personal problem. <laughs> He's a self-proclaimed sex addict. He apparently follows like 700 or more gamers on this site. All female, no male. Got a little too excited and did it a little too much and injured himself. You know, like, I have so many things wrong here. First of all, I'm sick and tired of men not holding accountability for themselves. Um, Let's be real here. This is just a a lack of accountability on his end. He wants to blame the woman. Honestly, he's suing because he wants to blame the platform, basically, for allowing these women to be on there looking all, quote, unquote, sexy, right? And let's be real. They are looking very sexy. All right, yeah. And I I support it. And I'm saying that in a good way. Not in a, uh, he's right in that ass. I'm saying they do what they're doing. And you know what? I I applaud them because I wish I could have that kind of confidence. Women gamers, like this is what people don't understand. They have like a whole new level of confidence. It's it's just you know, ladies, I'm with you. This man's just a dick. It's not only just confidence, Rosie, because anybody has the ability to be, ability. To, I'm gonna start slowing down when I speak because yeah. Any woman has the ability to be sexy. That's just point blank period. We could all do it. You know, maybe not everyone will be attracted to each and every sexy girl who's out there, but every woman literally has their own level of sexiness. It may not be on the same spectrum, but it's there, right? That's one. Two, if I was (laughs) twitching and doing Twitch, hell yeah, I'm gonna look sexy. Why? Because I want more viewers. And not for nothing, us as women, we know how to play our our looks in order to get to that point, to get the attention that we want and that we need, right? We're not stupid. Yeah, there's a lot of unwanted attention that we don't want, but there's a lot of attention that we do want or rather that we're going to use to our advantage. Fuck it. I'm not against anyone using what they have to use to get what they want, right? This includes like anything from like OnlyFans to whatever other platform out there that people could pay for to see exclusive content, right? That's not my issue. My issue is the fact that he's, um, first of all, he's a perv. <laughs> to follow only woman on the platform, that's right there at tell t- um, Telltale? No, yeah, tell yeah, all. It's a tell all. Like, he literally, <laughs> he's literally up there 
following only women. So he's purposely doing this. He is purposely only following women Twitchers to see them online, right? Whether he is a self-proclaimed insult or not. Um, the point is that he could watch absolutely anyone on Twitch. Twitch is not a sexual platform. Twitch is not just, it's not for sex or sexual things. So the fact that he's even looking at these women and already jacking it off is just fucking disgusting when it's within itself. Because these women are literally in there trying to get respect for their gaming skills, right? That's how yeah. I see Twitch. That's how I always picture Twitch to be. I've never pictured it other than the fact that people are on there to showcase their skills in their favorite games, right? That's what it is. Yeah. So, and if you want to dress up because you, you know you're going to be in camera and you just want to look like your best self, that has nothing to do with anyone else. That's for your own thing. That's for your own exactly. thing. Like right now, I look like shit and I was about to turn off my camera, but I'm like, you know what, fuck it. This is my face. I am a few days away from my period, so I feel like shit. I look like shit. And I'm not putting in any effort right now. I don't care. But I imagine that if you're on, you're on Twitch and you're doing live gaming, you're going to have thousands of viewers at one point or hundreds of viewers. Of course you want to look your best. So I cannot fault these women at all. But, I definitely don't. It's right. And I don't fault, right. I don't yeah. fault them. However, I do fault these men who think that they're going to go on there and then, because these are the same men who would be on there to see the sexy gamers and at the same, in the, in the same beat, in the same voice, they're like, well, women shouldn't be gaming. They're the same types. Guess, guess how much he's suing them for. How much? Guess. Just a pick million? one guess. A million? 25 million. The fuck? Because apparently he injured himself that badly. But that's not Twitch's fault. That's not the company's fault. What, what are you going to blame the company for, for allowing women to be it, on it's the platform? things like this that are actually going to end up having, like, government regulations on what you do in the privacy of your own home, which kind of... It's almost business. Yeah. But now now people are going to be like, what, you want us to monitor every time you do that shit? Like... Right. My thing is, what well, you do in your own home is your problem. If you want to jerk off, you want to masturbate, whatever the fuck you call it, if you want to tick, tickle your pickle, if you want to DJ your fucking clitoris, that's on you. That's no one's fucking issue. Yes, I, I know what I said. <laughs> Just leave it alone. <laughs> But still, <laughs> you want to spin your, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I understood. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's, that's your issue, but you cannot blame a platform for letting you do that shit. That's like saying, I'm going to um, sue Pornhub for making me masturbate a hundred times a day. Like, how do you sue a company for something that you can control on your own? What you're going to tell Twitch not to allow sexy, quote unquote, sexy women to game? That's bullshit. They're allowed to game. Anyone's allowed to game because if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. So the fact that he's even suing is fucking ridiculous. And I hope whatever judge gets his case looks at it and throws it out because who has time to waste money and do a whole fucking court case for this shit? When it's literally the dude's fault for fucking tickling his pickle. Like, he, he claims he, he's a sex addict, which is an issue in itself. That's um, not Twitch's but, fault, though. But that's not Twitch's fault. That is not these gamers' fault. Um, I just, I felt like I had to say that very seriously because that is still an issue for some people. And we're not making light if you do have a sex addiction. Um, right, if you do, you know, there's ways to, you know, go deal with that. Like, there's but, therapy for that. There's there's a lot of sources out there for that. We get it that it's a, it's a huge issue to be a sex addict. That this is not something that's to, to be taken lightly. Because I've heard of instances where it really, you know, affects a person's life. Yeah. But, but you cannot blame a platform for that. Yeah, that's, you just can't go on that platform. Which is easier for, easy for us to say. Because we have that ability to control that, but. No, 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 no. We all have the ability to control that. I just feel like. Well, I don't think if, well, I can't speak because uh, on behalf of oh, sex you mean for, addicts. Oh, you mean sex addicts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean for <laughs> sex addicts, like, it, it, it's different. No, but you still can't blame the platform for it. Oh, know. no, you still can't, but I, it, there, you can't blame control for them either. Oh, no, no, I'm not okay. blaming them with the control. I'm no, just saying that. I don't think you're blaming used. them at all. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think you're well, blaming. I don't think I'm blaming. I think we're both not blaming, but we're just <laughs> saying that suing Twitch is not the answer when you have an issue like this. Right, and I agree. You need to get a therapist, homie. All right. So moving on, our next segment is Bougie Booze. So for those who haven't been with us for the first 46 episodes, 
now 47. Bougie Boost is basically, it started around our 20th episode when we revamped and changed our name. And it's just basically just life hacks, tips and tricks that we've learned over the years, things that we've learned, period, um, in places that we've gone to that we could recommend to others. So think of it as like a big recommendation list or tips and tricks or life hacks or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That's all Bougie Boost is. Um, it's just a little snarky name and we love it to death. So <laughs> we had to use it. Um, so the Bougie Boost for today is Chick-fil-A sauce. For those who are obsessed with Chick-fil-A and obsessed with their sauce and are wholeheartedly trying to support the Black Lives Matter movement and knowing that Chick-fil-A, you know, fucked up <laughs> big time during BLM when the protests were happening and such. They fucked up a lot in the past. Right. Right. And plus, we already know they don't even support the LGBTQ community. So anyway, the point is, if you don't want to support Chick-fil-A anymore, but you're, you're going to miss their fucking sauce, I have an option for you. <laughs> this was recommended to me from a Facebook group that I saw. They actually told us that if you are obsessed with Chick-fil-A sauce and you don't want to actually go get it, Walmart <laughs> sells, uh, or, uh, oh, I cannot speak lately. What is going on? Alternative. What? I love how we always are like, wow, I can't speak today, or wow, I can't speak lately. And this happens every single episode. It does. There's always something that I start talking perfectly fine, and then I can't. But um, Walmart does have an alternative for like $1.98, so two bucks. Um, it's called Chicken Dipping Sauce. It's from their Great Value brand that's only sold in Walmart. And I know a lot of people don't like Walmart because of it, but come on, it's $2. <laughs> um, so if you are obsessed with Chick-fil-A sauce, and this is something that you really, really, really want, and you want to have it and own it, it's two bucks straight into Walmart. You could order it online or you could get it in store. And it tastes exactly 100% just like Chick-fil-A sauce. So I don't know how they got that to taste just the same, but it does. So there's your alternative for that. Yay. <laughs> I am actually, I can count how many times I've had Chick-fil-A. I just, I've had it maybe six times at most. I'm not a big Chick-fil-A person, but their fries are good. I, I love their fries. I will say that. Eh, I mean, I mean, for each their own, I prefer the sandwich from Shake Shack, 100%. Oh, when it, comes to, when it comes to fast foods, I think the top tier is Wendy's. And okay. we're, I'm not talking bougie, like bougie levels. I'm talking between like McDonald's, Burger King. Oh, Wendy's. you mean the low, the low end of fast the food? The low end of fast food. <laughs> Wendy's is top tier. I think they're top tier because they actually cook their burgers, unlike the other places that have them like completely frozen and then they cook them. Even their chicken sandwiches are fucking unbelievable. Is it the best chicken sandwich I've had? No. Because no. <laughs> you really can't compare to any chicken that comes from to anything from Willie Mays. Right. Um, I was just having this conversation with somebody yesterday. I was like, listen, ever since I went to Willie Mays in fucking New Orleans, there's no chicken ever in the world that's going to compare to that place. Like... There's no substitute. Like, even the, even what, I had the chicken tenders, and even those, even though they were not, like, as good as the other thing, but I ended up trying the other thing that you had. The regular chicken? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was still so superior to any other chicken nugget I've had in my entire life, or a chicken tender in my life. I am Superior. I am dying to go back to New Orleans. Just, Just for Willie Mays. Just, Just for go. Willie Mays. And... Oh, they need to open one here, but they need it to be authentic. They need to, like, take people from that area, bring them here. I, I think Willie Mays maybe is just, like, a family-owned type, like, little place. I know. Like, it's not a franchise. Like, if they start putting it in other places, then it becomes a franchise, and then the quality goes down, I've noticed. These are one of those places that you have to visit New Orleans to actually taste. I think they should open only two. <laughs> one there. A- and one and here. One here. <laughs> We're greedy. <laughs> Selfish. Greedy as fuck. <laughs> no, that, you don't, when you, for our listeners, you don't know good chicken until you have. You had Willie Mays. Yeah. And we thought it was an exaggeration, but the, the locals were 100% correct. That, that, that's the best place to get new, um, chicken in New Orleans. Bro, can we go back? I want beignets, like decent beignets. Well, Cafe Beignet was good. Oh no, that was phenomenal. I don't. I didn't like the the the. Dumont sucks. I don't care what anybody says. Whoever freaking recommended yeah, well, it to me, I'm so mad. Wait, no. Here's the thing. Because when I went when I was like 12 to New Orleans, it was a much different quality, much different quality, much different taste. 
you have to remember the New Orleans became a hotspot for tourism, so they had to like I know. out the product faster. No, so, I know. Yeah. So, and that's what I'm telling you. Like it used to be, it used to hold up to its reputation. Right. It's because of time and changing. It's no longer holding up to the reputation. But it Which was fucking. Sense, fucking but... It used to be so good, but cafe beignets all the way and then they're bigger in cafe beignet and you could tell that they made them fresh like i feel like willie mays just okay willie mays i feel like cafe du Mont just like spins them out like quickly like and they have them sitting there and then when they order they just pick it out and then get like heat it up again and give it to you i feel like with cafe beignet they mixed it made it and then gave it to us because it also took longer for us to get that order that day you can also taste the love you could you really could taste so mad i didn't get a box from there to make myself Point you is that I get on Amazon though. No, I looked already. I tried. Not there. Just Cafe Dumont's. All right. So yeah, moving on today for today. Uh, we so we have a really great topic. Um, I feel like this is something that a lot of people struggle with, even myself. <laughs> um, I feel like as humans, we tend to hold grudges, especially t- um, towards those who have hurt us so deeply that we can't forgive them, though we know we should. So today is all about forgiveness, <laughs> which is a topic that I struggle with a lot. But Rosie wanted to talk about it. And Rosie has been doing such a great job doing, you know, headlining us for the last couple of weeks because my ass is so busy right now. So I thank you. But yes, so today is all about forgiveness. <laughs> and I hope you forgive me for this bad segue, but. <laughs> Did I... no? okay. Just a little bit. It was, it was cheesy, but it, it was, uh, it was necessary. Sure. So what is forgiveness? So forgiveness is generally that the, the letting go aspect, kind of how we discussed last week with like decluttering and, and feelings and letting go. It's like releasing or changing your feelings, um, and attitude about certain things. Uh, I will give you guys a couple of For people. What? Or oh people. yeah. I'll give you I'll give you a few um, definitions that I found. So forgiveness is the release of resentment or anger. Forgiveness is the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim undergoes a change. I, I don't like this one. This is the Wikipedia definition. Uh, I don't like that old race says that someone's a victim because right. that's not always the case. But anyway. Uh, undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding an offense and overcomes negative emotions such as resentment and vengeance. So it's really about letting go. Um, And I think it's important that we not only discuss um, forgiveness of other people, but it's very important to discuss forgiveness of yourself. Ooh, that's a big one. That's a very big one. And psychology today which has really been my source for a lot of these episodes i'm going to be completely honest they have a lot of things that really are insightful to me Mm -hmm. uh has this one sentence that i think is important to note forgiveness doesn't mean reconciliation yep that's a big one i think that a lot of people forget that i think people feel like they have to forgive a person actually have to directly tell them i forgive you and they feel like they have to reconcile somehow Sometimes you don't even have to tell the person anything. It's about forgiving them in your own minds, I guess, your own bodies. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes you can say, I forgive you, but I'm not letting this happen again. Right. Like, uh, let's, they use an example of a relationship. Like, it doesn't mean you have to return to that relationship once you've forgiven the person. You know? I agree. Um, As I I mentioned about, like, five minutes ago, (laughs) um, Forgiveness is something hard for me, um, especially since, especially growing up, it's just, it's hard to forgive when people have done you wrong, especially when you don't feel in your heart that you've done wrong in a way. Um, Even when you know for 100% that you haven't done wrong, it's kind of hard to forget a person who did you wrong, knowing that you were there for them for everything. But I've learned that kind of growing up, growing up like if I'm fucking 12 but whatever um I've learned like now in the recent years kind of like you kind of just have to do it just for the sake of yourself because if not you kind of drive yourself crazy you really drive yourself crazy trying not um worrying about the the stuff that people have done to you sometimes it takes getting close to another person to kind of like just forgive the person from your past for stuff or sometimes it takes you growing and um learning just 
how to love yourself and finding yourself worth to just forgive other people for doing these things. And I think I found myself just forgiving people in the sense of, well, I don't want you to just live in my headspace anymore or in my heart. So I'm going to forgive you, not for you and what you did, but rather how you made me feel throughout the whole thing or rather what you did to me and how it affected me. Cause I don't want to sit here and think negatively about a person. So when I say I forgive people and I defend them, it's more so of like me reminding me of that, me reminding me myself, reminding myself of the forgiveness that I gave that person. So I try to look at people in a good light afterwards. It's kind of like, well, yes, he did me wrong. And yes, he was fucked up. And yes, he hurt me to the point of almost no return because I did return. But However, I know that he's a good person inside and I know that he has potential to do more. And I know he's, he's going to be the man that I saw him to be. So by me seeing it that way, I was able to forgive a certain person <laughs> and I was able to like kind of let it go. Cause I'm just like, all right, he didn't know what he was doing. He was growing in his own, he, he was doing his own growth. Him letting me go helped me grow. So therefore, why should I take that growth away from him? So yes, I forgive you. Yes, I'm okay now. Um, but I had to be okay with myself and I was, I had to push myself to move on, which we've spoken about, you know, letting go um, in order for me to forgive that person. But I had to also see them in a more positive light in order for me to forgive them. Does that make sense? I completely understand. Um, but I do have a question. Okay. Do you think that you have a harder time uh, forgiving other people or forgiving yourself? I think I have a harder time forgiving myself um, because I feel like, all right, so long story short, I just feel like I always know better in situations. Like I always tell myself, I should have known. Like with that situation that happened last summer with the barber, right? I should have known, right? But I was such an, in a, such a bad headspace that it was hard to forgive myself for months about what happened, right? Cause I should have known better. Cause this is the things that I tell everybody else not to do. You shouldn't do that. Be smart about it. Be safe. Right. I say this to you guys all the time. Be safe when you're doing stuff, be careful when you're doing stuff. And here I am not following my own advice. So I should have known better and I didn't follow my own like best judgment. And I, I was mad about it, but I had to forgive myself because I had to remember about the fact that I was not in a good headspace. And I was just allowing anybody into my space because I wanted to move on from whatever was hurting me. And because it was hurting me, I was accepting anything into my life in order to get over what was hurting me. And that was the wrong way to go about it. The best way to go about it for me was feeling what I had to feel, explaining it to those who, were, who cared to listen, and then finally just letting go of the whole, the, the pain of it all, you know? And it still pains me sometimes. I mean, I lie. It, it, it happened, whatever. But it also made me realize that I was stopping myself from other situations. Like I was stopping myself from maybe getting to know other people in a better light because I was so afraid that I was going to, I was going to repeat myself that I was just like, I have to let go and I have to forgive in order to move on and open myself up to other people. But it's hard to forgive myself because I am my own worst critic. <laughs> I criticize myself the most because I know my potential and I know how far I could go. So the fact that I'm not reaching it pisses me off. So it's hard for me to forgive myself because I will stay kind of criticizing myself over the same situations over and over again as if it was going to change anything because obviously I cannot change the past. But um, for the most part, it was, it was just difficult all in all, all in all, because, yeah, forgiving yourself is hard, period. Because you have to acknowledge the fact that, yes, you did wrong and, yes, you can do better. And yes, it's going to take time to rebuild yourself. But if you're not in that mentality of um, rebuilding yourself and you're going to keep blaming yourself for the things, th these things that you did, then yes, it's going to be harder for you to forgive yourself. So I do, yes, believe that it is harder to forgive yourself because you're living within your own body. You're living with those mistakes. You're thinking about them over and over again. So it's like, how do I forgive myself in moments where I feel like I should have known better, but didn't do better? I completely agree. I find that I am definitely harder on myself than other people to the point that sometimes I forgive people who don't actually necessarily deserve it. Um, and that's another thing. You can, you can get, forgive at the wrong times, if that makes sense. Um, I feel like if you're not ready for get, to forgive, then it, yeah, it's the wrong you time. You have to be ready. You have to be ready. And I have like a whole list of eight keys to forgiveness as uh 
from the greater good.berkeley.edu. So, um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. I am my biggest, my own biggest critic. I have recently, well, you know me, I hold grudges and I get really intense with my grudges. Yes, you do. But lately, <laughs> and by lately, I mean the last couple months, it's been easier for me to just be like, well, you know what? I forgive. I forgive and I let it go. And ever since, it's been like the most freeing feeling. And I, at one point, I even told one of those people, like, hey, I let it go. Like, I told them directly, like, uh, I reached out to them for something separate. And then because there was like a little tension, I was like, I want you to know that I, I let it go. And they were surprised. They were genuinely surprised that, that I let it go because they haven't. They haven't forgiven themselves. And I was like, in retrospect, you have to look in retrospect how serious the issue was. Because if you're holding a grudge over something that someone did when you were like, let's say 10, like they pushed you on the playground, which I know some people who still hold this grudge. <laughs> I'm not talking like severe cases of bullying. I mean, just like, you know, childhood stuff. Yeah. And you're holding a grudge in, uh, uh, about it, a grudge of it, when you're like 27? You kind of need to reevaluate your life a little bit. That I sound harsh and judgmental, but let's be real. There's so much more that could happen, so much more to experience. And if that is like what you're holding on to, something that kids do on a daily basis, it's it's uh, yeah. You know, I'm, again, I'm not talking about yeah. bullying because bullying is a more severe thing. I feel like pick your bottles. You're right. Pick your battles. Um, does everything need forgiveness? No, because there's certain things that you shouldn't even worry about or hold a grudge against, like you said. Oh, she took my pen and never returned. If you're holding a grudge against that and you want to talk about the principle, that's not really a good example, right? It's kind of like, let it go. You can find another pen. And if you can't, I'm sorry. You know, it's gone. Let it go. You know what I mean? I lent someone, someone money. And actually that it took me a while to, I still have not, that is something I have not forgiven because they, they really, it wasn't a lot of money, but it wasn't a, little, a small amount, you know, the kind where it's like, hey, here, it was like a, a, a good amount. Um, I think in that situation, it's the principle. Um, it's kind of like I was helping you out and the least you could have done is pay me back, you know, even if I didn't want the money back, um, I'd rather you offer. It's, right, it's, it's, also a tr it's like a trust thing. I feel like right. I no longer was able to trust the person. And not only because of that specific incident, it's because then their priorities changed also with why they needed the money. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not with this. If the, like, I'm not with this. Cause if you're out buying, this is an example. This is not what the person did, but if you're out here buying like designer shit or or like video games that just come out which are like very expensive 50 to 80 bucks now mm -hmm. and you still haven't paid me back it's over a year later like come on and i've even offered like at, at first i was gonna be like no it's okay you don't have to pay me back i was gonna do that if they came to me within the first couple months mm -hmm. but the fact is i had to then start tracking them down and I have to say, when it comes to things like that, I can't forgive that because that was a violation of my trust. Yeah, but in that sense, it is a violation of trust and how you view the person. And I was like, all right, well, now if I can't lend you money without you giving it to me back, then I can't trust you with my secrets or I can't trust you with ABC. That is a more severe case, though. Um, when we were talking about just letting certain things go, like, yeah, he pushed me on the playground when I was five. Get over it. Let it go. It's not something that's gonna that needs to kind of plague you during adulthood. Now, if something somebody hurt you and betrayed your trust 100%, then yeah, that is something that's gonna be hard for to forgive because as humans, well, for most humans, it's hard for us to trust, right? I'm one of those people. I don't like trusting people. It is not my fault. It's just more kind of like past situations, right? Mm -hmm. But it came to a point in certain situations where it's like, why am I still holding on to this when that person is no longer in my life? I don't plan to um, let them into my life, right? Yeah, I take those lessons and move forward. So this begs the thing of, you know, forgive, but never forget. You don't have to forget what people did to you. You know, you could always remember it just to help yourself in the, in the long run. So if I know that a person betrayed my trust or was a shitty friend, I could forgive you, 
but I won't forget. So if you try to reconcile with me, I'm not going to be okay with that. I'm going to say no, because I don't need to have that energy back in my life. Right. But I'm going to use that same lesson. I'm going to use that same thing that happened to make sure I see the signs in my next relationship or my next friendship. All right. So if they're not giving what I'm giving or then I'm not getting any, anything in return, then I should know that, all right, maybe this friendship is not going to last. And therefore I need to let it go before I move on and get to a point where they hurt me. And then I have to go through this whole process of forgiving, you know, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes we are the people who, you know, force things to happen. And I'm not gonna lie about that. I've held accountability for a lot of things, but there are situations where I look at them and I'm like, I did absolutely nothing. And yet you found something to kind of fight me over. So, you know what? I'm just going to forgive you for the sake of myself. And that's another thing. Forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person. Fuck them. <laughs> Honestly, like as bad, harsh as it sounds, fuck them. Because at the end of the day, they're still going to be a horrible human, right? They're still going to probably do this to the next person, right? You have no control over their actions, but you do have control over what, how they made you feel about everything. You do have control about how you move forward, right? You don't have to go to a person to forgive them in order to forgive them. You could do this on your own. Either you write it down in a letter, you know, you can say your thoughts out loud, you can meditate them out, you know, so on and so forth. You could even say the words as simple as this, I forgive you so-and-so. I forgive you. I forgive you for you doing what you did. I forgive you for the actions that you played against me. And I don't mean just say it like this, say it and name those actions. That way you're aware of those feelings that it gave you and you can kind of push it forward. Sometimes other people help you forgive other people. Like just by getting close to other people, you could start to see, all right, I was settling back then and now I'm not. And now I'm not accepting those things because the friends that I have or the people that are around me are much better for me or they're treating me better. So then I could forgive those people from the past because I thank you. You've helped me move on for me to get what exactly what I needed and wanted this whole time. You have, because you did so much damage and because I was trying to forgive you and because other people have shown me better, now I can actually move on and forgive you because you just showed, because of your actions, you showed me that I deserve 100% more than what you were giving me. And I was selling myself short. So in those instances, you do have to forgive. It's like, all right, I forgive you. It is what it is. Whatever you did has nothing to do with me at the end of the day. It's just how you were as a human and you need to grow the same way I'm growing. And that has nothing to do with me. My, your growth has nothing to do with me. You grow on your own time. But I will sit here and I will pray or whatever it is that you do to the universe, to God, whoever you believe in, whatever you believe in. I will sit there and just hope for the best for them. Because why should I bring that negative energy into myself? But, you know, everyone's different. Yeah, I think it's also just important to remember that um, when it comes to forgiving, forgive forgiveness is useless without the ability to kind of let go. Because you don't ha necessarily have to even forgive. But if you're still, like, holding on and, f and letting the wound fester and, and, and grow into something deeper and more... Uh, infected, then it's never gonna forgive. You could say you forgive someone, but if you're actually holding on to it, there's no forgiveness there. But right. I think what's also important, another important thing is that you cannot, we talk about how, how we are, are trying to forgive people or not forgiving people, but it's also important we acknowledge that sometimes we do shit that can't be forgiven ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, like I have done some stuff that some people might not forgive me for because I've maybe like, uh, I, I can't think of an example, but I know I've done stuff that some people might deem unforgivable. And in I, that case, then I've accepted, a... <laughs> I, it's, I've accepted that I've, ex it's, it's the reason why it's not, I'm not letting it get to me is because I accepted the fact, you know what? I did fuck up. I am holding myself accountable, but I'm not, I'm growing from it. I'm not letting myself, I'm not letting it take over. You know, they don't have to forgive me, but I've let it go. And if they want to hold on to it, that's on them. Right. But I think in that case, it's more so forgiveness within yourself than it is from the other person. Because just because another person doesn't forgive you, that's technically on them. It's still on them. Because they're the ones who's going to continue being hurt about what you did to them, correct? They're going to hold it, hold it in. So they have one or two choices. They have either a choice to forgive you and let it go and not let it muster within themselves, or they have a choice to approach you and let you know, listen, what you did to me really, really hurt me. If, if they're looking for an apology in order for them to like forgive. I'm not saying everybody does, right? 
But even if a person doesn't forgive you and they don't outright say, hey, Abby or hey, Rosie, I forgive you for what you did to me this time, X, Y, Z, A, B, C, whatever. Um, if they don't say that, there's no point in even you looking for it. At that point, it becomes, I need to forgive myself for what I did to that other person. And yes, I could go and say sorry. And it's really up to them to accept it or not. Because I've done this. You know, there were certain things that I wasn't at my optimal best in certain situations, right? So I would take it out on people. It wasn't on purpose. It was more so I didn't know how to control that within me. I didn't know that, you know, your actions do affect other people, right? We are selfish human beings. Let's get, let's be real. All humans are selfish. It's either you're super selfish or to an extent, you're still selfish. You think of yourself first. You are in your own body, right? It's all about you. So you're not going to know what, uh, until you learn accountability and until you learn self-awareness, until you learn self-awareness, you're not going to really know or really realize or recognize that you've hurt other people, right? Mm -hmm. So when you start thinking of the things that you may have done to other people, it's like, damn, I would have hated if somebody did that to me. Then you have to work, um, think about it. Damn, I should say sorry. And there have been instances where I've gone to people and I'm like, listen, hey, I really wasn't at my best in these situations and I feel really bad, but you know, I still care for you and I love you so much. And I'm sorry that if I hurt you at any point in time, it really was never my intention because it had nothing to do with you. Um, you don't have to forgive me. It's really up to you. But I really, for my sake, I wanted to say sorry. You don't have to ever do this. This is something that I do sometimes in certain situations where I feel like, all right, this person deserves an apology. So I would say sorry. If they don't deserve an apology in the sense where it's just like, it doesn't fucking matter, then I won't do it. But at the end of the day, if I did something to someone and they never approached me about it, and I don't know about it because I may not, that's another thing I may not know. So how am I supposed to apologize or say sorry or forgive anything if I didn't know I did something? You know what I mean? How do I know that you want forgiveness for me if you don't say something to me? So if it's at that point where you don't know or you don't you refuse to go get forgiveness from a person, you have to do it by yourself. That journey becomes a solo journey where it's like, I have to forgive my ex for hurting me so much. I have to forgive my friend for hurting me so much, even though I loved her to death. I have to forgive my father for being how he was because that had to do with him, you know? And those were my three struggles with forgiveness because I had to forgive these three people for the things they did that in reality had nothing to do with me. Like it, it really didn't. It just, at that point in time, I was there and I was affected. It's fine. I'm not mad anymore. Had this been me last year, hell y'all done pissed the fuck off. But right now I'm like, yo, fuck it. Because at this point, there's no point in me even mustering this and leaving this all inside and waiting for my, myself to explode. And why haven't they said sorry? Why am I going to sit here and spend time thinking to myself, why haven't they said sorry when I could just forgive myself for whatever I may have done to them, forgive them for whatever they did and move on with my life? You're not here. Why the fuck do I care? And there are some situations, though, that's kind of unapproachable. Like, um, Right, that's true, too. Like, there's someone that I've recently forgiven. Um, but I know that if I talk to them, all the, everything that I worked on with letting it go will just come back. So sometimes you can't even approach it. No, sometimes you, know? you gotta let it go. At that point, you just let it go. Yeah, you, so you let it go. Point. So you hmm. forgive, you, you, you forgive the situation, you let it go. Um, and that's exactly what I did. I'm, Compared to last week, I'm at the most peaceful I've been in a very long time. Last week, I was angry about the littlest shit, and I feel like there's been, like, a, 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 a switch flip. And now this really stemmed from me just letting, it's like, forgiving people, letting things go, forgiving myself. I do not forgive myself, ever. I am so fucking hard on myself. It is unbelievable how hard I am on myself. It's so bad that... I literally have even my parents look at me like, uh, like what the fuck? And you know it's bad when when the the people in your life who are supposed to be the hardest on you are like, that's too much. Right. I think since we live in our own bodies, we know exactly how we feel. So it's kind of hard to kind of move on for certain situations because, you know, fuck, I could do better or fuck, I could be better, but I don't know how. And it's just like us continuously being hard on ourselves stops us from doing a lot. Um, I'm still learning try, how, how to be hard on, not hard, bleh. I'm still learning how not to be hard on myself because earlier I looked at myself in the mirror, I'm like, ill. like I legit said ill. <laughs> That's how fucked up I am. But I also have to chalk this up to the fact that it's, I'm PMSing and it gets really bad to the point that I cry for everything. That's another problem, but that's just hormonal and I can't really stop that. But, um, oh, I, I get angry. <laughs> yeah. So that's not important. For, for... 
But all right, so you just have to ask yourself these questions. Are these, um, do you want any reconciliation with any, per, uh, with any person um, in order to forgive them? Do you absolutely need an apology from that person? Is this the re- is that apology going to help you move on? Because if it's not, if you're going to just, uh, if you're going to let them apologize and still ask them a million questions, then you're not ready for give, to forgive that person. You just want reasons to kind of like hurt them back or you want them to kind of feel the hurt that you did. So you kind of keep egging it on. Yes. Pointless. Um, so you have to ask yourself these questions. Or is it going to matter in five years? Is this going to really stop me from being a better person? Um, if you answer no to those questions, then what's the point of you holding on to that hurt and harboring that thing so deep inside you that you can't forgive that person? At the end of the day, we are complicated human beings. We are complicated people. You know, there's not one fix or one solution and we're all very different. So until we learn as human beings that to accept and actually learn the other person for who they are and how they function, you're really going to always have a problem with people. That's just, that's, it just is what it is. If you can't accept that, then it is what it is that you're always going to have an issue with a person and you're always either going to hurt that person or that person's always going to hurt you because you're so busy trying to get acceptance from people who will never accept you. No, I, I agree. And so what's, what's that list you had here? Ah, uh, yes. The oh, list. <laughs> Let's see. So I'm going to, we're going to also post these links. So psychology today has uh, steps to forgive someone who's wronged you um, and give specific examples, how to forgive yourself. And they talk about the benefits of forgiveness but this other website has eight keys to forgiveness. Let's do that instead. <laughs> we are definitely going to do this in, yeah. <laughs> in, at, instead. Now, um, let me open it. Mm-hmm. It is a lot. I'm not going to read through all the things, but I can just, I'll list them and then we'll discuss them. Yeah. So know what forgiveness is and why it matters. That's number one. I think that's important because you have to distinguish are you really forgiving a person or do you just want to say you forgive them? Because sometimes you just want to say you forgive someone thinking you'll actually forgive them once you say it versus working on it internally. I had that issue. Um, I think for a long time, um, I really hope never really listens to this game. Like, Oh bitch, you're still fucking mad. (laughs) And it's like, no, I'm not mad, but this is this whole podcast. I mean, going to therapy was a part of the whole therapy part, but, um, I think in the beginning when the whole thing happened with my ex and you know how hard it was for me, I was just saying I forgive him just to feel like I did when in reality I was still pissed the fuck off. So I wasn't dealing with why I was mad and stuff like that. And I wasn't dealing with that insight. I wasn't accepting what happened. And therefore I wasn't able to really say I forgive you and mean it. Like I was saying it in my head. And it wasn't until recently when we had a brief conversation that I realized that maybe he cares, but we just weren't good for each other was when I was just like, all right, it happened. I accept it. Like, oh shit. Like, we just weren't good at the moment. I wasn't in a good headspace. And I'm so proud of myself for moving forward and actually growing. And, you know, he was young and he had his own thing going on and whatever it is, because I really don't know. And I can't say I know. And that's when I truly accepted it. I'm like, it's, it happened. We're not together. And it's okay that we're not together. I still love you deep down inside. I still care about you deeply. I would always care about you and your family, but I'm actually kind of grateful that you did what you did because I feel like I would never be at the point that I am right now had it not happened. Mm -hmm. And now I could truly say like, hey, I forgive him. I forgive him for being how he was because at the end of the day, we all have faults and eventually we grow from them and we become better people. And the same way that I would hope that I become a better person, I want him to. So how can I sit here and hold a grudge against him and forgive him at the same time, it doesn't make sense. So I have to get past the grudge and learn for myself that I forgive him for real for me to be like, all right, I actually do forgive him because the grudge is no longer there. I'm not even mad anymore. It's like, wow, thanks. Like you freed Mm -hmm. me in a way. You helped me. So yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. You can't just say I forgive you because half the time you don't because the minute if you say I forgive you and then turn around and talk shit about it to somebody else, that means that that forgiveness was never there to begin with. Exactly. Number two, become forgivingly fit. So I'm going to read this because that makes no sense to me. (laughs) To practice forgiveness, it helps if you have worked on positively changing your inner world by learning to be what I call forgivingly fit. 
just as you would start slowly with a new physical exercise routine, which I don't ever do. It helps if you build up your forgiving heart muscles slowly, incorporating regular workouts into your everyday life. You can start becoming more fit by making a commitment to do no harm. In other words, making a conscious effort not to talk disparagingly about those who've hurt you. I just said this. <laughs> you don't have to say good things, but if you refrain from talking negatively, it will feed the more forgiving side of your mind and heart. It took me for me to start saying good things about those people in order for me to feel better about it. I had to say like, yo, he's a good person. I know he is. It's just, he needs to grow. Or, you know, I'm pretty sure she's a great person deep down inside, but our friendship run, ran its course. Or, you know, for my dad or whatever the case may be, I just had to be like, well, you know, different generations. So he didn't know what we knew these days, you know? So it's like, he's in approach it the way he was supposed to. And that's really not on me to fix. It was until I started speaking positive, positively about people or like just in better light is when I started to be like, all right, I could forgive now. Like, it's okay. I do think that can be very dangerous though at times if you do it too much. Because if you start not being careful with who you're talking about positively, you might start talk, seeing the good in people who really don't deserve it. I could see that. Um, but yeah. I also, I think... Because there's a danger in seeing the good in everyone. I think... Yeah. To a degree. To a degree. To a degree, yeah. But I also, I think that when I do say that I see the good in people and I, I speak on it, it's kind of more like me putting it into the universe in hopes that they themselves see it mm -hmm. and then grow. But that's for me. Yeah. Um, I can't speak for everyone. And I'm pretty sure that everyone else, if they do that whole positive route, they might just do it to the extent where it's like, all right, no, some people are just shitty fucking people. <laughs> like, and you can't really, you know? Honestly, I do what you do. I, I'm just putting more positive energy out there. It's just, there was a point in time I used to see the good in everyone. And that really... I do that too. It hurts you more. It hurts way more. So it's like... Um, well, I, well, I don't disagree with you. I was just bringing that up because that devil, devil's advocate a little bit. And mm -hmm. it's something to be cautious of, unfortunately. Right. So number three, the big one. And the, well, I'm calling it the big one. The article doesn't call it the big one. The one that everyone loves to avoid. And this is why they always fucking hurt for the rest of their lives. Address your inner pain. And this, 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 this. You cannot be even begin to start getting better. You can't start growing. You can't start being self-aware. You can't start being self-accountable or have self-love. Like everything we've talked about kind of culminates into this. You cannot do much if you don't address what's going on inside. And as the queen of distraction attempts at what's going on inside, I'm telling you, it does not work you gotta face it at some point. I'm so glad you said that for you, boo. <laughs> oh, it, it's like, not even, at this point, it's not even by choice. I'm like ready to face what I gotta face. It's just like, I can't get that wall down. Word you know? of advice, don't face everything at the same time. It really is more destructive than it is helpful. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Pick something. <laughs> yeah. Pick something first and then deal with it and then pick something else and then deal with it. Oh, and either it. accept it or change it. That's the only two rules you have. Accept it and leave it as is and then do better or change it and do better. <laughs> how do you get rid of that block? Well, you know, I'll ask you separately. It's not a Yeah, podcast. it's not a topic now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, number four, um, develop a forgiving mind through empathy. So basically, um, long story short, some people struggle with empathy. They don't understand what other people do, what they do or feel what they feel. Um, I think the best way to approach this is put yourself in that person's shoes. Um, sometimes we do kind of hurt ourselves in the process of other things because while we're hurting other people, when we don't realize it, they end up hurting us because we've hurt them so much. And that's something that I've learned as well. Um, some people are just don't want to talk about those things and some people just don't get it or they're not ready to get it. So it's kind of put yourself in their shoes. You know, what led to this? Um, sometimes it is you, sometimes it's not. I'm not saying it's going to be you all the time, but just, recognize it like what made them um do what they did is it because they're dealing with a lot mentally are they emotionally unstable all those factors go into stuff so unless you empathize with a person and understand why they're going through what they're going through because we all go through something you may not understand why they may have done something why they may have done what they did to you until you recognize why they may have did it in the first place going to mention something here that I've really only told Abby in detail, but I'm sure at this point everyone knows. 
because of how I talk and things like that. Empathy was never, and it, it was never second nature to me growing up. Like it was until a certain point in my life. And then empathy just kind of went out the window and I kind of lost my ability to be empathetic. Um, and I lost it along the way. And it still to this day is hard for me at times, especially because I have such a very cynical view of the human race. But that's another story for another day. Um, <laughs> cynicism and lack of empathy. Really, at this point, I sound like a psychopath. But uh, it is something that can be worked on. It is something I chose to work on when I went to therapy, when it got concerning, you know? There were bits and times I'd look at the news and yes, I'd feel empathetic, but then there were other times I was like, eh. And then at one point I was like, I really should feel more than just this. This is, this is really bad. And I feel like that helped me a lot, learning to become more empathetic, trying, actively trying, going to therapy, talking about why I wasn't empathetic, which was actually a very big form of defense mechanism. And I think that also helped me be able to let go of a lot of things over the years. But that's just my experience. I feel like racist, for example, like empathy, because I feel like there's no way in hell you can be racist unless you, get, you can't feel what other people feel. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think when I, when, I, when I say I lost empathy, I think it was just more of like, Oh no, not you. <laughs> no, but I just want to say, I want to make it clear. To put it like, into perspective. Like, I feel like it wasn't, who- it wasn't like I looked at it and thought it wasn't wrong. You know, I knew it was wrong. It's right. just, I didn't so, get that. I became desensitized like too much in a way. So then I don't think you really do like empathy because you get that. It's like, I'm not feeling enough and I feel like I should. <laughs> yeah, it was more You may like, like it, but you don't, you, you don't like the understanding of it. You understand yes. what it's supposed to be and why you're not, you're trying to figure out why you don't feel what you feel. It felt very concerning when I was right. like, I should feel more upset about this. But then I feel like I did it too much and then I got angry all the time, which I think is just like. You haven't learned the balance. Um, if anybody doesn't know by now, Rosie has like extremes. It's either one or the other. It's never like a, a middle or it's never like a middle ground. And I've always tell her at the time you have to find the middle ground because if not, you're going to drive yourself crazy. And I've decided my new, my new lease in life is to what would Aang do? What would the Avatar do? What would an airbender do? Because I think if I was any element, it would be airbender. Abby is going to watch the show at some point. Yvette, so. I'm going to get there. Just give me a chance. I'm just saying. But for those who watch it, you know what I'm talking about. That's my that's my goal. I want to be an airbender. I want to be Aang because he's like funny and but can be serious when he needs to. And he's, so, he's like at peace. But then he gets angry in the Avatar state. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's when necessary. Right. Um, so yeah, so finding empathy and understanding why somebody else. Basically, yeah, just long story short, putting yourself in the other person's shoes, like um, understanding why they may have done what they did. The majority of the time when people, people do things to you, it's more so it has to do with themselves, not you per se. Um, that's one thing I learned in therapy a lot is like a lot of things that people do to you or say to you has nothing to do with you. It has a lot to do with themselves because they're dealing with stuff. And of course, they're going to project to you. So number five, um, I covered this a little earlier, but finding meaning in your suffering, like it may have happened to you. It may have been fucked up, but what is it teaching you? What is, how is it going to move you forward? Is it going to make you a person, better person? Like what is that suffering and what you felt going to teach you later on? And if, and going back to the empathy thing too, like if a friend of yours was going through the same thing, how would you react to them? You know, find the meaning within it. Like everything literally happens, mostly everything happens for a reason. Um, So just finding those reasons will actually help you forgive a little faster. Number, that was number five. Number six, Mm -hmm. when forgiveness is hard, call upon other strengths. Forgiveness is always hard when we are dealing with deep injustices from others. I have known people, and I being the author of this article, have known people who refuse to use the word forgiveness because it just makes them so angry. That's okay. We all have our own timelines for when we can be merciful. But if you want to forgive and are finding it hard, it might help to call upon other resources. First, remember that if you are struggling with forgiveness, that doesn't mean you're a failure at forgiveness. Forgiveness is a process. It's never overnight. Mm -hmm. Takes time, patience, and determination. Try not to be harsh on yourself, but be gentle and foster a sense of quiet within, an inner acceptance of yourself. All right. That's only, um, that's only vaguely, that's, that's like only 
that's only part of it. There's more you guys can read it once we post the link. Right. But I think that sums it up pretty well. Number seven, forgive yourself. We've already been talking about this. A lot of times we do things ourselves. We cannot be humans and feel like, all right, we never do anything everyone else does is wrong. Jeez. You. Thank you. Um, sometimes it is about other people. Um, it is about yourself. Sometimes we do wrong. We have to forgive ourselves. Forgive yourself for being that person you were a year ago because you have improved. Do not continue to keep yourself in the state of I'm still that same person because then you're never going to move on and you're never going to forgive whether it's yourself or anyone else. Forgive the things you do. Forgive the things you say. If you can't apologize, do so if it's going to help you. If you can't apologize because you, you don't speak to those people anymore or you, you can't you know get to that point, that's fine. Forgive yourself for doing those things and move on. Don't let it muster in your head. Do not think about it over and over like, oh, last year, January 15th of 2019, I did this to this person and I think about it every day. The more you think about it, the worse it's going to get and the harder it is to um, forgive yourself and forgive whatever is happening. Let it go. Literally, last episode and this episode together, let it go. <laughs> and I guess the last one, I read it. Develop a forgiving heart sounds a lot like number, what was it? Two? Um... But it says when we overcome suffering, we gain a more mature, bless you, mature understanding of no, what it means. I, I just like inhaled incorrectly. Oh. Was, continue. I'm going to just take a, a minute. <laughs> Develop a forgiving heart. When we, become, when we overcome suffering, we gain a more mature understanding of what it means to be humble, courageous, and loving in the world. We may be moved to create an atmosphere of forgiveness in our homes and workplaces to help others who have been harmed overcome their suffering or to protect our communities from a cycle of hatred and violence. All of these choices can lighten the heart and bring joy to one's life. So spreading those for that forgiveness, right? You know, you learn, you do better, and then you want to spread that. How many times I've told you guys, you know, it's okay, let it go, you know, forgive, move on, do better. Because the more you spread it to other people, then those people spread it to other people and it just, it continues to grow. So the more forgiving you are and the more open you are to things and the more loving and humble and all those things in between, the more you're able to spread that joy and that love and that positivity and the more they begin to spread that love and positivity and it starts to become a better community, better world, hopefully. But, you know, there's a lot of things that still has to get worked on. So start small. <laughs> yeah. So forgiveness is a big thing. Um, I'm just going to leave it for the final words because we are nearing time or we're at time. Um, it is difficult. Uh, as the article says, and as we said, take it day by day. Do not tackle everything at once. Um, make a list. Make a list of the things that you want to forgive or the people you want to forgive, including yourself. Please put yourself on that list. Make a list. Put their name down. Put down why they hurt you. Tear it up if you have to. Throw it out in the air. Burn it. Do something. And just, just try to let to it go. That. I was about yeah. to say burn it. Yeah, burn it. Let it go. If you need to talk to a close friend about, you know, whatever happened to you, talk to them and let them help you through it. But the point is that you don't let it muster within you. I think the more we think about it in the inner, in our inner voices, the worse it gets. Um, so yeah, just start making a list of the people you want to forgive or the things you want to forgive within yourself and others and just do it. At this and, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. I was done. Okay. And I think it's also important to note that the stuff that me and Abby are talking about in regards to for forgiveness are just general art, like personal stuff. But we understand that there are some situations that, are not forgivable and we just right. hope that you use uh what we've talked about um help you move on. <laughs> to help move on because we understand we we understand that we don't necessarily understand everyone's situations so we're mainly speaking from our experiences mm -hmm. um but if you've gone through something that you, that's completely unforgivable and you're like wow these bitches don't know what the fuck they're saying <laughs> um yeah, we, we get that we don't necessarily understand your, 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 what you're saying. Not every action is forgivable to everyone. And even if you can't forgive, I think my best bet is to kind of let it go and forgive yourself for feeling the way you do and move on from that. I mean, I think the forgiveness comes within yourself is to make yourself feel better. Fuck everybody else at that point. Mm -hmm. Fuck whatever they did. Fuck however they feel. Fuck however they're feeling, living, whatever. Um, it's more so about you for you don't, for you won't feel the hurt anymore. Um, again, like Rosie said, yes, there's a lot of things that aren't, um, forgivable or people have different definitions of what's forgivable. We all have something different for the most part. I think the majority of things in the world are forgivable, 
Um, but the things that are aren't, yeah, I just want people to find peace within themselves. So even if you can't forgive the person for doing whatever they did for you, to you, forgive the action and move on. Or forgive how you felt about everything and move on. That's rather what I wanted to say. Okay. So that concludes our episode. <laughs> well, not the, well, not the full episode, but that concludes <laughs> the topic. Yeah. For the um, day. So we're moving on to our last segment of the day. We love to close it off with this because it's usually the funnier things that we do or the dumb shit that we get into or whatever. Um, is our wine drunk. So our wine drunk is basically our own personal stories that we do give out because we don't really care. We have no shame for the most part. <laughs> uh, so it's just dumb shit that we do, dumb shit we've done. Unfortunately, we haven't really been able to see each other. So we can't really go anywhere right now because even we though- do dumb shit from home. Right. So yeah, I don't have anything this week, but I think Rosie does. So take it away. I, I just want to add on to the wine of the week for a second that I think I already feel a hangover coming on. Jesus, Rosie. Bro, I don't I don't know. I like just developed a massive headache and I don't know if it's because of my screen or because of this wine, but the combination of the two. Maybe maybe I, I maybe whispering Angel just kicked this one on his <laughs> ass, but well we'll we'll know next week. But, so, wine drunk. So, anyone who knows me knows I like to play video games, uh, as by the Chardonnay mentioned earlier today, and video games are, like, a big thing for me. Um, growing up, I had a PS2. Now I have an Xbox One, but I had a PS2, and I was loyal to the PS2, but then PS3 made me go, I didn't care for it, so then I switched over to the Xbox. Um... And now I'm an Xbox One person. But my favorite game of all time was on PS2, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. And the rehydrated, remastered version came out on Tuesday, June 23rd at 12 p.m. And of course, I played it. And of course, I've beaten the game. And not only did I beat the game, I got, I got all the gamer achievements on the Xbox. I'm weak. <laughs> all of them. I beat the game. I got 100%. I'm, I'm good. I, I, you don't understand how much I love the, that game. Is it as good on Xbox as it was on PS2? No, I think it's a much better for PS2, but uh, still fun. It was nostalgic and yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Um, like I said, I have any, I don't have anything um, this go around, but I hope, you know, sooner or later there's a vaccine out there that other people could have and then we could get back to normal life. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, thank you for listening. Um, if you have been with us all this time, we appreciate you. It is a little difficult to get a podcast started, podcast started, unlike what I thought. Um, getting viewership is really difficult, but we're still trying. We're still hanging in there, and we're not going to quit. So if you do want to reach out to us, if you want to follow us on Instagram, our Instagram is one a little pod. And if you want to email us, it's one little pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.